This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally, Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, 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 everyone. Christoph Trapp here. Just me today on this um, solo episode of the Business Storytelling Show. This article is also published over on ChristophTrapp.com, How to Make Your Social Proof Trustworthy. So, in other words, it's a blog reading. I hope you enjoy it. Let's dive in. Social proof works, which is why companies use it in their marketing strategies. And that's also why some people try to game it, of course. From fake Amazon reviews to stretching the truth, partnership details, to out-of-context testimonials, it can be hard to know what social proof is authentic and which isn't. So let's discuss what is social proof, the types of social proof a company can use, the problems with social proof, and how to create social proof that works and is indeed authentic. First of all, what is social proof? Social proof happens when others talk about our product and influence other people's buying decisions. It's a significant piece in driving credibility and sales. Any company can use social proof, including new ones, according to the best-selling book, Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. Even new companies can show the trend of where things are going and what customers are hoping for and expecting in the future. Never thought of it that, of that way. But that book is very, very eye-opening and interesting. I would recommend it. The types of social proof a company can use. There are several ways companies can get social proof. One is reviews. And depending on the company, there may, may already be many. I know I leave unsolicited reviews of companies I've hired. Companies can use these reviews through an embed, for example, on their website. You can also ask customers to leave reviews directly on your website. For example, I use the Rich Reviews plugin for that on ChristophTrap.com. That's a WordPress plugin. Consider asking people for reviews after checking out or finishing a product project with your company. Make it easy and ask them for the review where it's best for your company. For example, for a company that does business locally, Google reviews might be most beneficial to help them rank for nearby searches. You might also consider Facebook, Yelp, all depends on your business. G2 if you're in software, et cetera, et cetera. Website testimonials. Website testimonials are a fancier way of saying a positive review. Reviews can be left on many sites and places, while testimonials are typically handpicked and often driven by marketing with specific customers. Sometimes companies may ask consumers to consider writing a testimonial for their website. It's the same thing as asking for a positive review for the website. Well, website testimonials most commonly come in the form of their written word and often look like this. I used XYZ to update my team's workflow and love their customer service. Their product is super easy to use, and I love that it works on all my devices. And then that's followed by my name, 
title company and maybe even customer since 12 years ago or whatever, if it's a good number. Video testimonials are just the customer or several customers sharing what they love about working with the company. I love video testimonials because you can see the person, read their body language, and know the quote is actually them talking. Videos certainly can be edited, and there certainly are in the case of a montage of customer feedback, but video shows what a person most definitely said. Anyone could have drafted a written quote. Short-form audio is also emerging. So it's time to consider audio testimonials. These could even be taken off existing video clips. But why not ask customers to record a quick audio testimonial? I'm not sure I've ever been asked that. But it's a good, it's another way to get the content from our customers. Logos. Listing all the logos of companies that have worked with you is a great and visual really visual way to communicate social proof quickly, especially if the companies are well known and recognizable. So if you have somebody's logo and nobody knows who it is, you know, now they have to think. Now you're making them think. There's a power behind looking at a host of companies that have chosen to work with somebody. Now let's dive into the problem with social proof. There is a pro- there are also problems with the concept that companies must be aware of and try to avoid. For one, proof of how great we are must be believable and real. So we can't just make stuff up. And it doesn't help that some companies are pushing fake reviews. For example, an entire industry reaches out to online influencers and asks them to review their product after they sent them a free product. Nothing is ever free. Of course, those reviews lead to positive reviews, but are they authentic? Other times, testimonials might be out of context. For example, let's say a company got a testimonial for how great they were working with on their content strategy. But now, they no longer offer content strategy, but have pivoted to podcast production. So that testimonial can now be out of context. Maybe that company was good at content strategy, but can't produce or distribute a podcast to save their lives. Should that previous testimonial still be used? Probably not. Plus, it's totally out of context. The logos of customers are great, but can also be slightly misleading. There's a difference between having one 30-minute consulting call with a company or working with them for two years straight. Just an example. Some 30-minute consulting calls certainly can drive some impact. Of course, those are details that can't and shouldn't, honestly, be discussed in a sea of logos. But think about whose logo should be included and who whose is a stretch. So finally, how to create social proof that works and is authentic. It does start with making it easy for customers to submit the social proof you need. Ask them to submit a review testimonial after interacting with you. really comes down to making it easy. Offer different ways to leave feedback, written, video, audio. From there, thank them. And when you use their feedback, make sure it's within the context and given the right amount of weight in your messaging. Don't overstate it. Don't understate it. Just state it the right amount. Sounds easy enough. Now, hopefully this episode helped you think about social proof. How do you get it? How do you use it to be authentic, and share what people are saying about you. That's awesome. And 
many of us do are doing awesome things. So why not find a way to share those things? Until next time, I'm Christoph Trapp. Thanks for joining me. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Thank you.